Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Podcasting with Will show. It is Tuesday, June 27th. And let's... What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about the College World Series, which just wrapped up with the LSU Tigers defeating the Florida Gators in the championship game, two out of three. Well, I'm going to recap the College World Series. And here we go. Game one was Oral Roberts versus TCU. ORU would win that game 6-5. to five. Blaze Brothers, I believe was his name, would hit a three-run homer that would give ORU the lead for good. Then you would have neither TCU or ORU were nationally ranked seeds. Then you had number seven seed Virginia versus number two seed Florida in game one or game two. Florida would win six to five over Virginia. Then you had number eight seed Stanford versus number one seed Wake Forest. Wake Forest would win three to two. Then you would have Tennessee versus number five LSU seed LSU. LSU would win six to three. Then in a loser's bracket game, TCU versus number seven seed Virginia. TCU would win four to three. Then number two, Florida would versus Oral Roberts, ORU. Florida would win five to four. Then you had, so Virginia was eliminated in their loss to TCU. With their loss to TCU. And then the other loser's bracket game would have, You have Tennessee versus number eight, Stanford. Tennessee would win six to four, which would eliminate Stanford. And you have the winners bracket number five, LSU versus number one, Wake Forest. That's the seeding. Wake would win three to two. Then in the losers bracket game, again, you would have, or another game, or actually elimination. I don't know if it's losers bracket. TCU versus ORU. TCU would win six games to one. Thus eliminating ORU. And then you would have number five LSU seed LSU versus Tennessee. LSU would win five to nothing, eliminating Tennessee. And then you would have Florida versus TCU. TCU would need to win twice. Florida would win three two. And Florida was a two seed overall. And then number one seed Wake Forest versus number five seed LSU. LSU would win five to two over Wake. Then you would have Wake Forest versus LSU again. LSU would win 2 to nothing in 11 innings. Tommy Tanks would hit a walk-off homer. A classic College World Series game. So, you know, LSU ended up beating Wake Forest twice. They had to beat Wake twice, and they did. And then in the championship series, you would have number 5 seed LSU versus number 2 seed Florida. LSU would take game one, four games to three in 11 innings, or four to three in 11 innings. Then game two, Florida would defeat LSU 24 to four, setting the College World Series record for most runs scored. And then in the winner-take-all championship game, number five, LSU would beat number two seed Florida 18 to four, and thus become the national champions of college baseball world. Their first since, I believe, it was their first in a while. I'm, I think maybe 2019. No, no, it was it was longer than that, like 28, 20, 2009 or something. 
Let me look that up. So I'm accurate. But I believe it was. It had been a minute since LSU had won a championship. So. As I'm looking that up, let's see. LSU, and that would be LSU's seventh baseball national championship. Here we go. Let's see. Ooh, 2009, 14 years. LSU would win. It was 2009. So, yeah, it was over 10 plus years. 14 years to be exact. I think they have eight. Or no, they have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have seven championships, yes. They were runner-up in 2017, which also was when Florida, I believe, won their last national championship, and they beat LSU. Yes, 2017. Or their only baseball national championship for Florida, the Gators beat LSU. It's the Gators have been runner-up three times in 05, 2011, and 23, and this year. All right. Let's see what else we can talk about. Okay, so. Okay, I guess Donald Trump got indicted. There's that. There's some evidence, I guess, about, like, I mean, politics-wise, I guess. Supposedly Biden's, like, son, he had a, he lied on a, I guess a gun form like for a firearm purchase and he in tax evasion and he got a sweet plea deal where he got no jail time. And then there's still like investigations on the, his business dealings in China and Russia. Trump might go to jail. He might not. Who knows? There's that. Then Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is going to fight some, I guess, union teamster. I guess they agree to fight each other in a, UFC or MMA fight and also apparently Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight each other the guy that owns Twitter and all that and SpaceX and Tesla versus the guy that owns Instagram and Facebook apparently they are going to fight each other all these are allegedly going to happen it is interesting I mean that's really and then Ukraine I guess Wagner, the Russian mercenary group, they're like Blackwater or whatever. I guess apparently they were going to revolt against Russia and were going to march on Moscow. And then they decided not to. And the leader was exiled to Belarus of Wagner. So that was some crazy stuff going on in the international world or international news, I guess. And what else? Oh, and, and like idiot of the, I guess, Candidates for idiot of the year could be, I guess, a off-duty or like a Orlando police officer. Like, I guess he was speeding and he wasn't going to a call. I think he maybe was like just calling balls to go somewhere and didn't stop. And like a sheriff was like chasing him down. And like he he was arrested, so he's probably going to get fired. I mean, he probably should get fired for that. I mean, he probably should have stopped. I mean, and been like, hey, look. I gotta go do this, you know, I don't know. Maybe, but there's that. 
I mean, three San Antonio police officers are being charged with murder because they shot a lady with a hammer, apparently, who was coming towards them, which, I mean, a hammer can, hammers kill people. I mean, it can be used as a deadly weapon. I mean, all I'm saying is good luck probably getting San Antonio starts losing police. And I'm not saying the police were right for shooting the lady in the sense because she had a hammer, but same time, you can get killed with a hammer just as easily as a gun. It just takes more, so you gotta just whack someone in a white spot or hit them more times probably, but still. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see if San Antonio suddenly starts losing, you know, law enforcement officers or their recruiting goes down. But, I mean, I mean, but, I mean, in Oklahoma, we had some, uh, 100-mile wind on Father's Day, I guess, like your Saturday night into Father's Day morning. Like, there's a lot of storm damage. A lot of people were without power, and some, I believe, still are. I'd like to thank all the linemen and all the people that came from out of state to help get that back up. Being I live in Oklahoma. So, we thank people for that, for those all those out-of-town people that came to help. I mean... And let's see, it's June, so it's still June, so it's like Mental Health Awareness Month, which at the end of the day, like I said, it is, I'm not, I mean, this is a dead horse I'm willing to beat, because people need to know it's, it's okay to not be okay, it's okay to need help, it's okay to ask for help, I get it, if you don't want to ask for help, you you don't want to look, you're like, you know, there's that pride or whatever. Because I'm, I'm the same way. I understand that. You know, mental health, PTSD, it's, it's okay. Traumas people experience. It's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for it. Like I said, I get, you know. I'll just say, you know, the world's not a better off place without you. It's bad now. You're in a dark place. I get it. But you can push through. Just don't give up. Don't quit. I mean, that's why I look at I mean, it is, I mean, I'm just saying, like, especially if you're a parent, you have, like, children, family, don't, don't leave them. They're not better off without you. Get the help you need. Call a friend. Call. You know, me and you're listening you don't have my phone number and you're listening to this podcast, just message me or somebody that has it and I'll give it to you. Call me. I'd rather take a 3 a.m. phone call than uh, go to a funeral, honestly. I mean, I get it. I get it. Life sucks sometimes. I get it. Bad things happen. Trauma. Addiction. I get it. All things that, as a society... We need to do better. We need to hold, you know, officials like, you know, politicians, local, state, federal, national level, like we hold them accountable. I read stuff about the VA not helping people or refusing to do certain treatments from cancer-related issues that veterans got while it was service-related. And that's trash. Bureaucrats at the VA and in Washington, D.C., don't want to give, don't want to fund that, or don't want to do that, and it's bullcrap. 
most of those bureaucrats never served a day in their life, never put their lives on the line for this country, whether it's politicians or the bureaucrats in D.C. or at the V.A. And that's horse, it's horse shit, honestly. Some complete BS. It's complete BS. And same thing with the insurance. People pay for insurance. I was reading about a kid on Twitter, I guess. I follow him. And, like, he's got a bunch of heart problems. And, like, insurance refuses to cover a lot of the stuff this kid needs. This little boy needs. He's, like, he's a kid. He's a child. So, like, I share on Twitter. His name is Jacob. It's the, the Gurko, Gorko family. G-U-R-K-O. It's like hashtag save Jacob. I mean, they got GoFundMe. Like, the dad's like, they're selling clothes, like merchandise to try to help him. I mean, I read this is gut-wrenching. I wish I had, like, Elon Musk money or, you know, Bill Gates money so I could, you know, Mark Zuckerberg money. Hell, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen money. Joe Biden, President Biden or Obama or Trump money. Clinton. And by the way, if any of you people with that kind of money are listening, maybe help this kid out. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Anyone like that? I'm just saying. This kid needs help. And, I mean, he's already going to be, I mean, He's like, I mean, yes, you know. He's not going to have, like, the best. And it's just heartbreaking watching the dad, you know. He's trying to do all this, you know, for his son. And I shared the shit out of the crap out of their stuff because I just see my son and think I would do the same thing. I hope I wouldn't. We trying to do the same thing. I mean, I feel like even if I didn't have a child, I would still, like, want to help these people. If I didn't have kids. I have two children, so. But yeah, like, I mean. Just, like, you know. And, like, you know, donate to charity organizations that help people, like, Salvation Army, the Red Cross... Veterans organizations like PB Abate, it's named after Sergeant Matthew Abate, some Marine Scout sniper with three five that was killed in Afghanistan. The Foundation for Exceptional Warriors, the Marine Corps League, reuniting after the war. It's a great organization that does reunions for veterans. There's all, there's all kinds of other, you know, John three sixteen. Thing of all kinds of organizations that help people in need and just help like veterans and stuff like that. And any organization that I'm not naming, I'm forgetting of that helps in homelessness. I just want people to know that there are people that care, people that are out there. And again, like on the mental health and like, you know, I get it. I mean, I see posts from like a lot of veterans talking about like, some family members of Marines I served with, like, you know, one of my cousins posted something, and I was just like, wow, no, you need, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel like a failure and be stressed out. 
that happens. PTSD, I'm like, it's okay. You know, I get it. It's a Marine. You went from, or any service member, but I can only speak as being a Marine because that's what I was. I was a United States Marine. Still am. Not active duty or anything like that, but I'm once a Marine, always a Marine. And I will always be, you know, part of you. I get it. You went from, you know, being in charge, leading the fight, maybe, you know, kicking in doors and stuff like that to now you're driving box trucks around or whatever, you know, just going, being a, you know, dropping off supplies or whatever, you know, or you're, you know, working at nine to five, going home to the wife and kids, you know, the family or going home alone. Maybe you have a dog, cat, I don't know. I just, you know. I just say it's okay to need help and not be okay. And if there's other, other like, you know, you can text some number, I think, for help. Like, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I saw a thing, like, a video on, like, social media where a couple of them were, like, police officers did good and helped, like, veterans, you know. Just checked them and gave them a hug. I mean, and got them the help they needed. Like, one veteran was saying he couldn't afford an ambulance ride to, uh, and, like, the state trooper was like, no, I call it on for you. The state of Connecticut will fit the bill. We're going to get you help, buddy. Because he was a suicidal veteran and that guy was helping. That trooper was helping. He understood because I think he served too. I mean, and then law enforcement, they have similar issues for PTSD from people forget. They see all kinds of horrible things too. So most of these anti-law you know, law enforcement people, like protesters, don't realize. They don't understand that because they're not the people that are doing that. Most of them go home to their computers or whatever and show boo the police or whatever. They don't, they're not the ones that knock on the door and tell some eight-year-old kid and his wife and his, like, seven-year-old sister that their dad died in a car wreck. They're not the ones that go there and do that. They're not the ones that do that knock on the door. They're not the ones that comfort that child whose dad's dying at their car, mom, parents dying at their car wreck, or explaining to them, you know, trying to explain to them why. They're not the people that do that. They're not the people that see that parent crying on the street because their child OD'd or whatever was killed in the drive-by. Those people aren't the ones doing that. So, like, that's why I hate people that vilify the police, really. I get it. Because when police do bad mess up, I'll call them out on it more than happy to. But I'm not going to armchair quarterback and say they're all evil or bad. Or if you have one bad cop you in a police department of a 1,000, you have thousand bad cops or whatever bull BS. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be one of those people. Say so like, I'm more than happy to look at some videos and be like, oh yeah, they should have. Maybe, maybe they could have done that better. But at the end of the day, until you're in that situation, which nine out of 10 people that comment or make judgment calls on that, I've never been in a shoot or no shoot type situation, life or death like that. So again, like on this podcast, I would just say for everyone, you know, mental health and, you know, it's take care of yourself, you know, your body, your health, your mind, your soul, pray, meditate, you know, like I said, you need help, call. 
you know, call some, call, like, you know, the numbers, the hotlines, text, you know, I mean, call a friend, family member you trust, you know. Just know the world is not a better place without you. Unless you're an Islamic terrorist or a pedophile, then obviously it is a better place without you. Or any kind of terrorist, really. You don't have to be Islamic, you can be any terrorist. Or evil person. But that's another thing, like... <clears throat> saw, like, where I guess there was an attempted shooting in Las Vegas. I think it was going to be a mass... I guess an attempted mass shooting. The shooter got shot by an armed person that worked at the place. I think it... I'm not sure, 100% not to look it up, but it may have been a security guard. But they shot through the glass, I guess. And then the, when they came in, they got shot. And thus a mass shooting was stopped, prevented by a good person with a gun. Now the thing is, a good guy with a gun theory works, but you got to have your head on a swivel and like stay frosty. And like, you know, so I've seen, there's been a couple instances where a good guy with a gun has got shot. Like there was one, I think it was in um, Walmart. Where a guy draws a gun on the good guy with a gun, a good Samaritan, draws a gun on a male suspect, but doesn't realize there's a female with accomplice with him, and she ends up shooting the good guy with a the gun. Then there's a one where the, I believe it might have been Colorado, where somewhere where the cop responds, and he he gets shot because he doesn't see the bad guy when he's going there. Then there's one where the good guy with the gun, I think, stops a mass shooting and gets shot by the police because they think he's the bad guy with the gun. And then there was like, you know, you can think about, well, I mean, I mean, so there's like that. So it's just you got to stay frosty and have your head on a swivel in a sense and not get target focused on there's a shooting in the inside like a store and you're running and then the bad guy gets to jump at you at the park, jump at, jump on you in the parking lot. Or like going into the Walmart, you see it was a store. It may not have been a Walmart. You like you're like, oh hey, that guy with the gun. You don't think, oh, he could have an accomplice, and she, it could be a female. I mean, you have to. I mean, apparently, there's there is there is like some kind of ballistic glass that a lot of places could get, like that you would need that most firearms, like like an AR-15 or which an Amorite rifle, which stands for Amorite rifle, not assault rifle, or an AK-47, rounds can't really go through. You'd have to have some kind of other breaching device, which by that time, the police are going to be there, and you're just going to get, you're either going to surrender or get shot up. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, but I guess that school in Tennessee where the shooting happened, they are... They are not wanting to do that, which so I mean which I don't know why they wouldn't want to do that. Because to me, you think they I mean I'm sure the state or somebody would pay for that, especially after they had a, or they can get a GoFundMe and get that real quick, especially in Nashville with all the, you have like the pro sports teams, all the musicians there. You can raise that money real fast.
and get the ballistic glass. And I guess apparently the reason why the uh, manifesto of the shooter is not being released is uh, the families of the victims don't want it released, maybe, on that shooting. So, I mean, I don't know what's up with that, I guess, on that. I mean, because apparently there was a manifesto or like a reason why. Which it really there's no good reason why, I'm sorry. To go shoot innocent people is no good reason to do that at all. Also, for everyone that's listening, I'm glad you are here and listening. I mean, hopefully... Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, probably even when June is over, I will still talk about mental health at various times. Well, I hopefully bring you some more entertaining and, you know, like funny stories. Like maybe start telling some active duty or like stories from when I was in the Marine Corps or working on the road type stuff on the next episode. I don't know if I'll have any guests or not, but I mean, yeah, I hope to just, you know, I mean, yeah. And only like eight people listen or something, apparently. So maybe five. I don't know. <clears throat> Anyhow. Oh, yeah, the NBA draft happened and Wimbiamba went, or yeah, went number one to the Spurs. I'm trying to think. Skipping around here. But that was, that was a big deal because he is like 7'5 and it's apparently. Apparently, he's pretty good over there, overseas. The Thunder, they drafted Derek Lively from Duke and then traded him to someone else. I can't remember who they made the trade with for a guard from Kentucky who I don't think he's known for three-point shooting. So, I mean, the Thunder needed a three-point shooter or, I think, or I believe, another big man. Yeah, Wimbin Yamba went, Yama went first to the Spurs, and Brandon Miller from Alabama went to the Hornets at two. The Blazers got Scoot Henderson at three. The Rockets got Amon Thompson at four. The Pistons got... Unsar Thompson or Usor Thompson, which is Amon's brother at five. The Magic drafted Anthony Black from Arkansas. And if I don't say like a school, it's because they either were in the G League or were from Europe. Then the Pacers drafted Belil Kolobalele or something like that. They traded had seven. They traded him to the Wizards. The Wizards drafted Jurace. Walker from Houston and traded him to the Pacers. The Jazz drafted Taylor Hendricks from UCF. The Mavericks drafted Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky, traded him to the Thunder. The Orlando Magic drafted Jed Howard, Jawan Howard's son from Michigan. And then at 12, the Thunder drafted Derek Lively II from Duke and traded him to the Mavericks. And then the Raptors drafted at 13, Grady Dick from Kansas. I would have preferred the Thunder keep uh, Lively, or they would have drafted or draft Grady Dick from Kansas, who can shoot threes. The Pelicans drafted Jordan Hawkins from the 
NCAA champion Connecticut UConn Huskies. The Hawks drafted Kobe Buffin from Michigan at 15. The Jazz drafted Keynote or or I think Keonte Keonte George from Baylor at 16. The Lakers drafted Jalen Hood Scafiano from Indiana at 17. The Heat drafted Jaime Jaquez Jr. from UCLA at 18. The Warriors drafted Brandon Hoden Zeminski from Santa Clara. I'm probably at 19. That was the Warriors. Probably butchering a lot of these names. The Rockets drafted Cam Whitmore from Villanova at 20. The Nets drafted Noah Clowney from Alabama at 21. Then they also drafted at 22, Derek Whitehead from Duke. That was the Nets. And then the Blazers drafted Chris Murray from Iowa at 23. The Kings drafted Oliver Maxence Prosper from Marquette, and then traded him to the Mavericks. The Grizzlies drafted Marcus Sasser from Houston and traded him to the Pistons. The Pacers drafted Ben Shepard from Belmont at 26. The Hornets drafted Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas at 27. The Jazz drafted Bryce Sandsball from Ohio State at 28. The Pacers drafted Julian Strather from Gonzaga, traded him to the Nuggets at 29. The Clippers drafted, at number 30, drafted Kobe Brown from Missouri. That is all the first round. Trying to see if there's any guys that were supposed to be high first rounders that I can think of. Not, not really. That fell to like the second round. Uh, the I'll just say this because I'm a Thunder's fan. The Thunder.